Welcome to the Radiation Research Society podcast. Uh, I am Manuela Bonanno from Columbia University and very happy to have here our uh, Marie Curie Award for 2017, uh, Niels Rothquist. And um, thank you for taking the time to, to do an interview with us. So Niels, please introduce yourself. Uh, where are you from? Where you work? And uh, let's take yeah. it from there. Uh, so my name is Niels Rudquist. I originally uh, came to the United States from Sweden in 2015. <coughs> I work at Wild Cornell Medicine in uh, New York, where I work. Uh, my, my mentor is uh, Sandra Demaria. Uh, in in um, we do radiation therapy together with immunotherapy, and that's our research. What's your background? Are you a biologist, a physicist? I'm actually, I'm a, my background is a little bit strange, maybe for some, but so I have a background in physics, like traditional physics. Uh, so I've taken all these, you know, subatomical sub courses, like, you know, quantum physics and this kind of stuff. But I eventually wanted to come, maybe come closer to medicine, so I decided to st take uh, up radiation physics uh, at, in the University of Gothenburg. And then I was, uh, th then I did my PhD in like more normal tissue complication after radionuclide therapy. Uh, and we did a lot of like gene expression work and we did a lot of, uh, you know, more biology. So I came closer to biology there. Uh, and now I basically shifted to a lot of immunology. So it's, it's been going like from physics to a little bit radiation biology. And it's still radiation biology, I guess, to some extent, but it's more like radiation immunology or whatever you, like you want to call it. So, before we go through your, your work in the specifics and how you won this prestigious um, award, so you, have, uh, you had a different background, I mean a physics background, and then I can see that during your career you are very versatile. So from physics then you learned a little bit of biology, and now like uh, going more in, into in immunology and you look at also at the clinic aspects. Mm -hmm. So what's your secret for being like so versatile and then uh, at the end yeah. learning how to you know approach the problems <laughs> yeah. in... No, but I, I think I've always been driven by my... I mean some people seem to have these grand plans but, but, but I think in the end like for a lot of people and also for me I've been just driven by my you know, curiosity, like, this seems to be very exciting, so I went that way, and that seemed to be interesting, so I went that way. So, I mean, I, I have always wanted to understand things, and I have, you know, when I have felt like this is so, you know, exciting, like, uh, fascinating, how, how, like, how does this work? And then I've, like, been able, and, you know, uh, I should thank my, all my mentors, and also, like, that have believed in me, for example, like Sandra, you know, took me on board. I didn't know much. I mean, I didn't know what it, the difference with like CD4 T cells, CD8 T cells. I barely knew what a T cell was one and a half, two years ago. And but I had something else to bring to the table. Maybe like my my, my physics background and my you know a little bit more bioinformatics or analytical background. So we were saying, um, I was saying that um, uh, Niels got this very prestigious uh, award, the Marie Curie and uh, he submitted an abstract and uh, actually 
uh, more than 400 abstracts were submitted um, and you were selected mm -hmm. for this award. Mm -hmm. So now, of course, I'm looking forward to yes, learn absolutely. more about your uh, work and what yeah. you presented here. Yes. Um, first, I would like to say I was very like humble. I was very surprised, uh, you know, to receive this this award. It was a, I received an email from uh, Dr. Limoli uh, one evening in New York. I like okay. That's strange. Why? Why would he email me? And you know, then, he's, then I could read. That I received this award. I was very happy, very surprised. Um, so my research, the, the abstract, we maybe I should say, so like Sarno de Maria, uh, you know, was a kind of a pioneer in uh, combining radiation therapy and immunotherapy. So she has a lot of different, you know, she's trying to cover the the area. Of understanding how we can improve the, the combination therapy in general and my part of that is maybe trying to understand how radiation and, and the, the combination therapy can actually maybe shape the antigenicity that is like how we can change the the targets uh, on the tumor cells by using radiation therapy. So you look at the tumor response? We, we do look at yes so I mean we look at the tumor response uh, and, and but we have done so much work now, so I mean, we we know we have a very nice model. We we know how it works, and so I maybe so our immunotherapy treatment does not have an impact on tumor growth at all. Radiation has some impact on the tumor growth, but by combining radiation therapy together with immunotherapy, then as we use anti-CTL4, uh, you can see. Uh, Please remind us. Yes, so anti-CTL4 is an antibody that blocks CTL4. That, so CTLA-4 is present on the T cells and when the dendritic cells comes to present the antigens to the T cells in the tumor-driven lymph nodes, they, the dendritic cells bind CTLA-4 on the tumor cells and this creates a very, like, very big uh, down-regulatory effect of the T cells So basically it's, it's, it's there to shut down the response and it's very important Otherwise, you might have a lot of autoimmune diseases and so on. But the problem is that the tumors seem to be able to, you know, evade the tumor response because this happens. So in immunotherapy, um, this anti-CTLA-4 then is able to block the CTLA-4 receptor on T cells, and this enables the dendritic cells to instead bind these positive co-stimulatory um, receptors on the T cells and that together with presenting an antigen to the T cells they are able to release and expand the T cells and you have a huge activated T cell response that are able to have a systematic a systemic uh, impact on the on the tumor burden and and this has been seen I mean in the immunotherapy uh, trials and I mean they are approved now for 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 treatment and so on so but the idea is then here to use radiation as a tool to improve this effect in maybe because patients. radiation might um, stimulate. So radiation has uh, yeah. So radiation has a lot of impact on the tumor microenvironment. Then you can increase the adjuvanticity. Basically, you, you have maybe an increased inflammatory response, which then stimulates the immunotherapy by itself. My research is more about the targets on the tumor cells. We're we're, we're looking at we're looking at what antigens are there and how can radiation actually expose the tumor antigens. What system. did you find? So what we, do, we found was that 
so we have looked at the T cells, so we do TCR sequencing, and by doing TCR sequencing, we can actually we measure what the T cells are in the tumor. And since the T cells or the CD8 positive T cells are the ones that are responsible for the treatment effect, by looking at that repertoire, we can understand what targets uh, they are maybe going for. So let me go back mm -hmm. just one second. You have a tumor model. Yes. And if you can just walk me through the, how your experimental setup yes. okay, and then how right. you, you, you can then sequence. So basically we, we have a, a very metastatic mouse model of uh, triple negative breast cancer. Uh, it's super aggressive. Uh, you, you, within 30 days, if you leave them untreated, they will, these mice will uh, succumb. You can find 30 to 40, 50 uh, metastatic um, uh, nodules in the lungs that are visible to the eye. So the, it's heavily metastatic and it's very hard to treat. It's completely insensitive to immunotherapy. And that's why we have this, want to use this model, because immunotherapy doesn't work. So that's why we want to see how radiation can impact this. So we, uh, we put the tumor cells, the 41 tumor cells, as the tumor is called, in the flanks of the, of the animals. And we wait for a couple of days. Uh, we treat them with radiation, two times of radiation. Then we treat them with the antibody, that is immunotherapy and then we kill the animals at day 22 when we see the treatment effect. And after that we isolate the DNA from these uh, tumors and we use that DNA to actually amplify the sequences that are specific for the T cells and then we sequence this. And this information kind of gives us like a um, the, we, can, we can identify what T cells that are in the tumor by doing this kind of sequencing. Because each T cell carries a slight a kind of a barcode identifier that becomes visible by TCR sequencing. So across uh, mice, mm -hmm. how much reproducibility you have? Um, so, so, so um, the reproducibility, uh, whatever, is, yeah. <laughs> is uh, it, the treatment works like always, so that's very nice. But since <clears throat> the T cells are created within each mice, and it's created by, created by this VDJ recombination process, that is it's a randomly generating the T cell receptors that can identify the antigens. So we will find similar you know, tumor effects in each animal, but they will probably be rejected by different T cells. But this is all fine because this is what is expected. One thing that was surprising for us was to find actually that we have treatment related T cells that carry the same barcode identifier even though you have a random process generating them. We could identify, for example, in the untreated group, specific T cells found only in this group that completely disappear in the treat in the, where you have a successful treatment. Uh, and on the other hand, we can also identify an emerged cluster of T cells that are not found in the uh, untreated groups or in the, any of the other like monotherapy groups that we use as a control. And this 
cluster of T cells can then actually be the ones that are responsible for the rejection of the tumor. Okay, so what this brings, um, I mean in terms of, uh, this is more like two questions in one, yes. so what's next for this particular project yes. and how do you think there will be practical applications? Right, right. So the, the we, so at Wild Cornell, uh, we have uh, Sandra and, and Silvia Formenti, uh, Sandra Demaria and Silvia Formenti, they, they are doing these clinical trials using radiation therapy and immunotherapy. And it's, this kind of trials is going on in other places as well, but we don't necessarily understand what patients to select, like who are the responders. So this is why we do the, 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 uh, the animal work, right? So the next step for us is we have the T-cell response, so we have a big, actually almost, a, it feels like a clinical trial by itself, but it's a preclinical trial where we have animals that we have pre-treatment tumor samples from and post-treatment tumor samples from. And by having that kind of information, we can actually more understand what T-cells emerge because the T-cells come from the same animal. And since they are coming from the same animal, they have the same uh, like clonotype, or I have to say. So we try to figure out that, like what, what emerged in a single animal and basically having each animal as a single patient kind of with pre and post treatment samples. And also we have blood from uh, these animals. Uh, and that's one side of the story, but the other side of the story is that we're trying to identify the targets. So we're using a lot of the sequencing methods like whole exome sequencing, RNA sequencing and machine learning tools to actually predict the targets uh, in the tumors. And this is important because the tumors, they have mutations. And from these mutations, new antigens that are completely novel to, this, to, the, to the mouse or to the patient uh, are, are, are created. And these are believed to be one of the sources for the tumor-specific uh, antigens that we then target with our therapy. So we're kind of working on both sides, like we're working on the targets and we are working on the actual you know, T-cells that are responsible for the effect and we're trying to put them together and show that radiation can actually expose uh, tumor-specific antigens and this is one of the sources of, of the responses we see in the clinic. That's, that's pretty exciting. Yes. And uh, let me go back mm -hmm. to what we were talking about right. earlier. So you are so versatile and yes. you can understand of many aspects of your project and so what's your contribution to the project? So did you do the animal work, the sequencing? What? So, so, so I always, my mindset is that I at least want to do all the you know, wet lab uh, methods at least once because by doing that I can then learn and understand you know, what happens later so much better. So I do, I do animal work, I do the injections, uh, I, I have people that are, Sandra has people that are you know, much better in doing the injection for example of tumors and so usually we, we collaborate but I, I, mean, I, can, I can do all these things uh, so I, I could be self-sustainable basically but I prefer to collaborate so I can focus on the things that I, I'm, I'm, I'm best at. And I think my expertise is in more doing the anal analytical work, 
uh, working with bioinformatic approach, approaches and, and, and you know general analysis. And I guess that comes more from my physics background, you know, being able to uh, work with bigger, larger data sets. And um, so, so I, I think that's what it is. Um, and uh, before we end, uh, because you mentioned all these collaborators, and I, mm -hmm. I happen to know many, all yeah. the people working, yeah. Sandra, De Maria, and Silvia Formenti. Would you like to uh, acknowledge yes, of course. All I mean, the collaborators yes, of yes. this work? So, I mean, to, to begin, I, I would like to acknowledge, like, I mean, my, my uh, Sandra, I mean, taking me on board, you know, in this very cool uh, project. I mean, I, I'm very thankful to her and you know she probably helped me very much like launching my career actually I, I don't think there's a better place I could be uh, at all and uh, Karsten Pilones uh, he uh, <coughs> he was actually the one that initiated this project together with Sandra uh, before I joined uh, Wild Cornell and I've been you know coming into the project and doing a lot of work in it uh, but I mean it, it would have happened from the start without him and so my project is also I work together basically uh, I work a lot with a, a, another postdoc from France, Claire Lullier, and she, she's doing a lot of vaccination work and she's more of an immunologist. So we work, so she covers the more immunological work, whereas I can maybe cover the more, you know, the, uh, the radiation work and understand that part in a better way. So I think Sandra's been able to put together a very nice team. And of course, uh, I mean, Sylvia Formenti, uh, I've been able, I've been very happy to be able to work with some of the patient data they have gathered over the year and it's, it's super exciting and it's super hard to work with because you have, I mean, the, the mouse word is easier, you can just, they are basically easier to work with but the patients are what, where the effect is in and that's where we need to go and that's what we have to understand and it's, uh, you know, it, it's challenging, but it is challenging. exciting. At it the is same very time. challenging. Yeah. It is very exciting, and it's. I'm very happy to be able to contribute to, uh, you know, a therapy that I truly believe in. I, I really am. So Nils, I really uh, thank you very thank much you. for your time, of course. Thank and you. I wish you lots of success. Yes. And hopefully, next year you're gonna tell us more <laughs> sure. about the project. Yes, and, of course. Uh, how it is okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.